Welcome to Comedians Talking Sports, the podcast where comedians talk sports. I'm your host, Joe Kilgallen. Thanks for joining me, everyone. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you aboard. You can give the podcast a follow on Twitter. That's simply at Comedy Sports Pod. I couldn't get Comedians Talking Sports because Twitter's all like, oh, it needs to be 140 characters. And I'm all like, shut up. We're also on Instagram, but I rarely post there. I got to get better at that. I'm going to start. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really do it for you. It's just Comedians Talking Sports on Instagram. I was able to hook that one up. Give us a like on Facebook. That's Comedians Talking Sports with Joe Kilgallen. I put my name in there, a little branding, I suppose. People were telling me, hey, throw your name into more things. I'm like, all right, why not? I got nothing else to do. But this is a podcast where I sit down every week, every Wednesday, a new episode comes out, which I sit down with another comedian who knows sports, which is sometimes harder than you'd expect. But every week I sit down with a comedian and we talk about what's happening in the world of sports. We get into some fun stuff there for you. We don't take ourselves too seriously and we have a really good time. Also, we review 30 for 30 documentaries. I know you love them. I know you kids out there love those documentaries. I'm a big fan too. That's why I review them. Because it was a way to make myself watch more and more of them. So I hope you enjoy that aspect of the show as well. Today I sat down with fellow Chicagoan comedian Mo Welch. Mo's also a producer of the show Comedians You Should Know Los Angeles, which I'm also a producer of, of course. And she's great. You're going to love her. Uh, big basketball fan Mo is. I played ball with her. She's, a, she's great. She's a really good ball player. She plays in like three or four leagues a week at one point, I think. And she's also a writer on the Nickelodeon show Crash Leads. So check that out. Rob Gronkowski is the host of that. The Gronk, New England Patriots tight end. He, uh, she's, he doesn't really know him that well. We talk a little bit about that. You'll hear it, though. We have some fun in this episode. We talk trash talk. We talk about Draymond Green. Talk some NBA stuff. Her, her love affair with Larry Bird. Not really a love affair. Infatuation, I'd like to say. Either way, it's a good episode. Uh, thanks for listening. You can follow us, again, on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. Subscribe to us for free on iTunes. I hope maybe that's how you're listening to us. Give us a five-star review. It goes a really long way. Really appreciate that. Tell your friends. Sit down with your family. Listen to the podcast. It's a good time. Now enjoy the show. Mo Welch, what's up? Thanks for joining me. How you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. This is exciting. We've been trying to get you on this podcast for a while. Yeah. I don't know why I said we as if I have like someone we, else who yeah, helps me. Yeah, your team. Yeah, your me. team of 10 people my here. My team of Yeah, your producer. I got me and my puppy. Yeah. And a good puppy who will yeah, probably Holly bark on the at ones some and point. Twos. Oh, she's a sweetheart, isn't she? <laughs> she's gnawing on some weird rock thing that Megan Gailey's mom got her as a treat. <laughs> like, yeah, it does look like a, just a treat. It's like a, yeah, it looks like a chunk of like beechwood. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's good for her teeth. Either way, I'm glad you're here. Uh, you and I have known each other for a very long time. What, eight or nine years? Yeah. Probably? I, yeah, when did you start like standing up in Chicago? 2009. 2009? Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, about seven years. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. And we um, rekindled our friendship once I moved out to Los Angeles playing weekly pickup games. Yeah. Basketball is your number one sport, right? You know it. You know it. All right, great. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some fun stuff for us to talk about. I wanted to lead off with this. I like to lead off. And then we get into the get to know you part, like Jeopardy. Okay. You ever watch Jeopardy? Great. Of course. The people who listen to podcasts are like Joe, we get it. All yeah. right, we know the Jeopardy. The list, the the guests always don't get it though. Draymond Green, are you a fan? Okay, I'm not gonna say I'm a fan. I'm I'm not a fan, but I'm not an I, like not I don't hater. hate him. Yeah, I'm not. A, I guess I'm not a hater. I think he's sort of. He comes off a little bit like a a little bit of a bitch. Is but, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because playing in Golden State. I think so many people wanted to start to hate that team. Everyone loved them. Then they were going for the record. And then it was like, okay, you guys are just this well-oiled machine. 
Yeah, every mm-hmm. Steph Curry highlight is him wide open hitting a three. People are starting to get a little annoyed with it. And, and then the whole Bay Area. There's a lot of Bay Area fans that – I didn't know this because in Chicago, how often do you meet Bay Area fans? Yeah. You know, Never. but coming out here, there's tons of San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose people down here. And you're just kind of like, all right, calm down. S- settle down. But were they really you Google there? kids. Were they there before they No, I, that's why they feel like the uh, Golden State fans especially are Johnny Come Lately's. Yeah. We know this. Like but the San Francisco Giants, Giants fans. Yeah, that makes sense. They've, they've been there the whole time. So that's why I kind of think Jermaine Green was kind of put into this, this guy's a bitch, you know, type of thing. And I'm glad you said it and not yeah. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And now I, now I kind of am liking him a little bit. I didn't like him kicking people in the nuts. You know, I don't like him. But here's what he said. Uh, this is the story that came out today. The headline, Draymond not about to change. Being me has gotten me this far. Draymond Green is, letting himself become, is not letting himself become sidetracked by assault charges pending against him. And he sees uh, no reason to tone down his personality. Wait, what are the assault charges? Oh, you didn't hear about this? He was at, uh, well, Mo, you've been very busy. I'll, I'll let the listeners know. You write on a show called Crashleets. On yeah. Nickelodeon. All sports all day. All sports all day. So let's take a pause on Draymond Green. Yeah. I want to I get to this. I was going to wait, but we'll pause just a second. Cool. Because with the get to know you section, I wanted to get to know you. Yeah. Little Mo But people have up. to know why I'm not up on this Draymond yeah, Green. Yeah, because you're a little busy. The show's Crashly. It just aired on Nickelodeon. It debuted, yeah. what, a week ago? Two yeah, weeks ago? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. A couple yeah. weeks ago. Ron Gronkowski, Gronk. Tight end for the Patriots yeah. is the host. Robert Gronkowski. You call him Robert? Yeah. Is that, how is he? Is he cool? He's Yeah, he's way cool. He's like... Huge dude, yeah, right? Yeah, he's huge. He's like six, seven, six, eight. I don't know. Something something like that. Something he's ridiculous. Yeah, he's a big dude. Okay. Yeah. I he, was no, like... he's fun. He's like a fun... He's a fun dude. I mean, I really get to hang out with him, but I watched him. But bunch. you get to meet him, shake his hand and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big hands? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure he was right. thinking the same about me, though. Yeah, he's probably thinking, this, yeah. this, this broad's got yeah, some hands. Got some <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I made him like a meathead, but I got him. He kind of is, though. Got some isn't he? Isn't Gronkowski like the poster boy for like bro nation? I feel like, uh, yeah, I mean, he was, he's kind of all over the place because he was like on the cover of GQ and then he's like on Nickelodeon. He, I saw him like on the stage with Paul McCartney. It's just like everywhere. That dude, here, here's the thing I like him, he's a great tight end. And, and look, I, I'm not a bro hater like a lot of people are. There are some people who are obnoxious, but there are, I think there are a lot of hipster douches. Mm-hmm. You call them like, what, what, like bro douchebags, hipster douchebags. I, I don't know if there's another word for bro. Yeah. I like to say hipster douche. I feel yeah. like that works. And then like, uh, what a bro jerk off. I don't know. I had uh, like a, I yeah, like, you're right. There are like in every, in every group, there's like in every genre of dude <laughs> that you have your, um, it is always douchebag. Yeah. It's dude. I had a friend talk about this woman recently and he called her i think he called her a douchebag and i remember being like you never hear women being called douchebags that's why it was hilarious and then when he broke it down i'm like yeah she is kind of a douche oh that's great yeah right i'm gonna start calling women douchebags now you should what what do do you call women you don't like um i don't usually use bit i only use bitch with guys i think but it's usually when it's like that like when someone on the court or like someone like that i'm like that's just such a bitch sure it's a bitch move i say bitch move a lot like that 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 was kind of a bitch move. but i don't call girls bitches i say and i don't usually say the c word i say i say that word towards men i've never said that's a fun yeah that's a fun i like to use those type of words towards men and to guys who i know it'll really really upset (laughs) because it's like nah, that's what you're being but then when you hang out with like irish or australian people you want to drop that word constantly yeah they make it so Mm. much fun I mean, it is a fun word. It is pretty fun. I tried to take it back a couple of years ago. It didn't go over well. But, yeah, well, you, know. you tried. Yeah. A for effort. <laughs> so, so if there's some woman that you're really annoyed with, 
Because you play, you play basketball. I think it'll probably be like, like a personal thing. I'll be like that. Yeah, that girl is a monster. I <laughs> see women go personal. That's why I love about women. Completely personal, like some, you know, something about her ponytail. Ah, <laughs> look at her fingernails. Yeah. 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 Nice, nice yeah, uh, nail care. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Dirty right. fingernails. Better cut those before you play with me. <laughs> Has anyone ever scratched you on the court? Oh, totally. Yeah, all the time. I'll like, yeah, I'll look down after like a hard game and it's just like, you have like bloody scratch marks. Like I have a cat. Have you ever followed someone on purpose where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going high totally. with an elbow. Oh yeah. That's fine. Oh, not high with the elbow, but this girl thought I did that last rec league uh, season and she was after me the entire game. She's like, you think you're going to do that to me again? And there was this weird feeling inside of me that I felt like she thought that I was a bit like I was like a little bitch and like this weird Chicago thing comes over me and I'm just like I just want to like tell people like where I'm from or where I've been in Chicago it's like this Uh. weird puffing of the chest and I'm just like you know I've done that though from the valley too and I'm just like you're from the valley like I you know when you you moved out here when you moved out here didn't you think the valley sounded so nice and then yeah. you found out there's some there's some bad neighborhoods in the valley. There actually. are, yeah, yeah. I, but but it doesn't matter how you say it. It's like if you're gonna say you're from Chicago and you're gonna say you're from the valley, like I'm not gonna mess up with the person from Chicago. Yeah, I agree because yeah. it just sounds tougher too. Yeah. You could be could from be like Oak the Park. nicest. You could yeah. be from like Saugatuck Oak Park, some yeah. great fancy neighborhood in Chicago, and it just sounds tougher. Yeah, I was like that. I got into a fight in D.C. drunk off my ass. Totally my fault. <laughs> These guys were talking about. The, new, uh, the Jets, they're talking about Mark yeah. Sanchez, and I think I hated Mark Sanchez for some reason. Oh, well, not really, but just in that moment, I was uh-huh. like, Look at these guys talking football. They can't even know anything about football. I know about football. And I was just drunk, so I just wandered in their conversation on the street and, and said some choice words about Mark Sanchez. And I was so drunk, I don't remember any of this, but my buddy Bill Crawford is a really funny dude. He said, yeah, and then I know where you're like, fuck Mark Sanchez, I'm from Chicago. And everyone's just like, what? And then you just knock that dude down. And... Um, and then my friend thought we were all going to have to do a roll call. My friend thought he was going to have to step in and be like, I'm from Pittsburgh, motherfucker. Yeah. And like everyone had to like say their city like as they went in. I think that's something what, when you're from a place tough. I've only yeah. heard New York, Chicago, Boston, mm-hmm. Philly. Like if you're from South, yeah, South Central. Yeah, if you're from tough places, you could say I'm from South Central, from oh, Compton. Oh, totally, yeah. You can't ever say like, San Diego, what's up? People yeah. be like, get out of here. Yeah. Go go to the beach, yeah, sweetheart. Yeah, watch your you know sunset. What I mean? Oh, sweetheart's something I'll say to men or women yeah. if I'm really trying to be condescending mm-hmm. to them. I've noticed that. I picked up on that one. Man, I keep getting that. That's like, good trash recently. talk. Recently, I'm getting like sweetheart on the like, you know, even in the farmer's market, they're like, you want to sample sweetheart? And I'm like, no, I don't want to fucking sample. Like, who are you like, calling you sweetheart? <laughs> now, who if are I want these sample, older? I'll grab one. Yeah, it's like older dudes. <laughs> older dudes, yeah. yeah. Or this, like, this is a kind of good one because it just happened on Sunday, but I was at my rec league game and uh my friend who plays with me, we're like exactly the same, same height, blonde, like same body type. And we were like walking by. We we're like, say bye to the scorekeeper who's just like 80 years old. And he was saying something I couldn't understand him. So I just do my thing where I'm just like, huh, that's so funny. I'll see you later. I had no <laughs> idea what he was saying. And she's like, oh, gross. I'm like, what? And she's like, he just said, he said, like, hey, where are we going later? Your place or mine? And I was like, great. So, so <laughs> awesome. But I'm just like, what are this? Like, dudes are delusional as fuck. Well, he's 80. Don't you kind of let yeah. it go when they're that old? Like, if uh, an 80 year old man says to you, oh, you look beautiful today, honey, you're kind of like, all if right. You if he's 29. If he's 29 and he says, where are we going, sweetheart? You're yeah. like, get away from me, you scumbag. But I do think it was like next level to say, where are we going? If he were like, you guys are beautiful, I would just be like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's you true. Know? Where are we going a little... Where are we going? I'm just like, dude, like... You, I still even think. if you were like a beautiful 
you know, if you were like a model, you're still scorekeeping my rec league game. You know, it'd be weird if there was an 80 year old model who was just like scorekeeping a rec league. <laughs> well, I didn't game. mean 80. Oh, I didn't mean 80. Yeah. Okay, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, but an 80 year old model—that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Uh, no, this is good. This is the trash talk portion of the podcast. Good trash yeah. talk because I've I've never. That's why I wanted to know because you you know we play for fun on Saturdays. I haven't played in like seven months though. And uh, you gave me information about a new place to play. Yeah. Later that day, I hurt my knee. So, uh, Damn. yeah, I tweaked my knee. It's weird. I've been playing in a Sunday baseball league. And after every game, I'm walking around like I just got back from Nam. Like, I'm walking around, like, with so much pain. And I'm like, this is baseball. I got to get in better shape. That's why yeah. I want to start playing basketball again, work some different muscles. But I know you play in a few leagues. You're always playing in leagues, you know. So I'm like, I wonder if Mo. You're, is different in that setting. I wanted to know because I only know you as your Mo. You're hilarious. Yeah. You're fun. You know what I mean. You're silly. I want to know if there is a mean side to Mo Welch. There, there is. It comes out so, like it, it's only come out. I think a couple of times in the last like ten years, and one of the times was like someone towed my car. And the other time was this. Well, that's like, expected. Yeah. If you were like, "Oh, this happens," I should have read the sign. I'd been like, "Are you not human?" It was Who like would- after a mo show and like Mo Milwaukee or something, and it was the first day they were towing all those cars for like winter. You know uh, how they do that's that. That's the worst. And all these cars were getting towed, and I went outside, and I was driving my mom's Ford Taurus, and she was living in Elmo Park, and she's like. She's so crazy about her car, like it's Rolls Royce. Like she's just <laughs> like, don't get a scratch on it. And I just see it going away on the tow truck. And there's this weird thing that gets in my head, and I snap, and I say, it's the worst insult, but I say, go suck your own dick for some reason. And I said it to like the tow truck driver. I said it to this guy I play basketball with, and it makes it makes absolutely no sense. But for some reason, like that's well, the Well, the insult. tow truck driver... Has probably heard way worse. He was mean. He was so mean because he hadn't even towed it yet. He hadn't even put the thing on it. Oh. And I'm like wearing a dress, like coming out of some bar after a mo show. I'm like had the night of my life. You know? What? What you? Why did you say to a guy you play basketball with? What did he do that made you say it? He said the ball went out on my head and it didn't. And I'm like so honest in basketball. And he said it went out of my head. And I was like, no, it didn't. And he just kept fighting with me. And I was like, you need to go suck your own dick. And I don't know why <laughs> I said that, but I was like, this is my way of being, you know. I, I think that's pretty tame. And I like how you think it's like the worst yeah. insult. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because telling someone, go suck your own dick. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where coming coming from yourself. Yeah. And, and, not to, and then there is something to what the person looks like who's given the insult. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Beautiful blonde woman like yourself saying to a man, "Go suck your own dick." Yeah, well, definitely. I know it's not the worst insult. There's so many things worse than that, but it's definitely one of those. Wait, wait what? Yeah, what do you want me to like do? A, wait, you know I would if I could. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's a sad truth. I feel yeah. like. I mean, for every every man admits that too, right? Is there any guy out there who if look? We wouldn't do it regular, but we would yeah. try. We'd yeah. be like, I wonder if that <laughs> would feel awesome if I could just get my mouth onto yeah. that. Every, yeah, the, I Everyone's know there's some tried. dude listening who's like, "Not me, man. Not yeah. me, bro." You know I'm what? not gay. You're 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 a jag off and you're a liar. Okay, you're, yeah, there's nothing to do. It. It's just to see if you could. And I'm sure any woman, if she's like, "I wonder if I could get myself yeah. down there," would do it too. Of course, right? Yeah. We're all humans Come trying on. to have a good time. We're all experimenting. Damn it, let's go. Yes, trash talk, though. Gronkowski is, that's why this all started from him. Right. Um, you know, there's there's video of him, like, dancing like a crazy guy. He had the Gronkowski cruise mm-hmm. where, like, have you heard any totally. stories about this? Well, no, I just read about it. Yeah, yeah, it seems like 
just a bunch of like you know college kids and like the whitest of college kids too yeah. you know pop collar type dudes um you know i don't know what type sorority girls i guess mm-hmm. you could say just going on this boat and getting hammered yeah which sounds like a good time actually i know i wish i could have gone but it does sound like you know i would have been such a parent there I would be too, because it'd be like, you know, you guys should probably start wearing some protection. Yeah. Okay. This is getting a little <laughs> out ever, of hand. Yeah. We like we like pack up with condoms and sunscreen. <laughs> we would just hand it out. Yeah. Sun- oh, I'm a big believer in sunscreen. Me too. I, I tweeted the other day. Some right here. Yeah. Hell yeah. Is it high enough? Thirty? Yeah. It's not even no, good enough. No, I for yeah, me. I go like fifty five. I, I go baby. I try to go way. They say anything below thirty is BS. Yeah. Totally. I recently tweeted that all the girls I knew in high school who were super tan now look like shit. Yeah. Okay, and it's look, true. if you're if you're a high school friend of mine listening, I'm not talking about you. Yeah, I'm probably talking. Yeah, about you. but they they look bad. I remember just scrolling through like Facebook, seeing some pictures, and I'm like, what the hell? Ha- oh, what happened? Skincare. You were going to L.A. Tan every day or whatever the hell the place was called, mm-hmm. and they were yeah they were just tanning constantly because they're like, oh look, I look hot now at 17, but now at 31, you look brutal. People told us in. In high school, don't do that. Skincare is important. And Eve, that's coming from the parents who like smoked while they were pregnant with us. Yeah. Even they told us that it was like skincare was important. What does it do as I say, not do as I do or yeah. whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I, I have some bad habits where I, I tell people all the time, like if I, I wish I could eat healthier. Yeah. I, I, I trying to focus on it more. Like I gave, I'm trying to cut back on pop. As you see, I have this eight ounce it's Santa. So tiny. It's only eight ounces. Yeah, it makes my hand feel gigantic. Yeah, like I'm, like, a like I'm Andre the Giant. <laughs> Um, yeah. All right. So trash talk. You're not much of a trash talker though. Not real. I trash talk after a game. Sometimes with these girls leagues I do like there's been, I don't know. I don't know if it's like all that bad, but like there's been some girls have been pretty upset with me and they'll remember me the next game. I did talk trash. God, I wish I could remember what it was. I remember it was on the free throw line and I was, Oh, I told this girl to quit bitching. Nice. And she was like, what the fuck did you say to me? And she, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have been messing with her. And because she's probably like 10 years younger than me. And uh, she's she's huge. Like, what the fuck did you say to me? And I was like, you fucking heard me. Because nice. like, people don't expect it for me to say anything or for me to say anything back. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. What are you going to do? That's why it's fun. I, yeah. th- I love seeing people or hearing about people who I wouldn't expect trash talk, trash talk. Yeah. It's just kind of cool like that. I don't know. Uh, cause when I yell at people, it has no effect because anyone who knows me or has been around me are like, yeah, we've seen this. Yeah. We've seen this over so nothing. Great. When someone happens yeah. over something big, we, it doesn't even phase people. I've, t- I've, I've lost on people all the time in, in my baseball league. I lost it a couple weeks ago to a point where I'm like, they're not going to invite me back anymore. <laughs> this sucks. I'm really looking forward to playing baseball. But are you just... mostly doing it to yourself? Because it's in basketball, mostly to that's myself. what's so funny about it is that like, Cause you'll just be like, if you start yelling, you're yelling at yourself. You're like, you fucking idiot. Well, you're I, like hate, to yourself. I hate. You're right. You, you're right. It's usually to yourself. And the more I think about it, it's ninety percent of the time to myself. I never want to make a teammate feel bad. If someone has an air while I'm pitching. I don't yell at them because it's mm-hmm. not going to make them make the play the next time around. Yeah. I try to keep them up. But when I get mad and it's clearly I'm mad at myself, and other people try to interfere with that, then I get like, you know, I had it. We were playing a game. This is even more embarrassing because it was a scrimmage. It. We, we, it's a league. It's a four-team league, but this one game, I think it was like Mother's Day weekend. A lot of people you know, couldn't make the game for whatever reason. They're moms. Yeah. And uh, we, we decided to just you know, in, like mix the teams up between the two teams because there wasn't quite enough. And then we had a couple people playing, switching around, whatever. I'm pitching. It's one nothing after like three innings. I'm, my team's down. 
few errors, a couple walks on my end. I started to lose a little bit. I hadn't pitched in a while. I felt like my arm was getting tired and I was getting mad. I'm like, I just want to get through this inning in decent enough shape. And I, I threw a ball four like a foot outside. And I just remember yelling, fuck, like at the top of my lungs. And a guy who was normally on my team mm-hmm. was on the other team. And he was on like second base, trotting over to third. And he was like, it's okay, Joe. And before he could finish Joe, I went, fuck you. I just like screamed it at him. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? I'm on my fucking team. Think I want to hear shit from someone on the other team? You know, fucking pipe down, peanut gallery. Like I lost it. And then, like, you know, some people were trying to relax. And then after that, people were just staying away from me. They were just like, and then I remember, like, the next week, I apologized. And I think I even tried to do this analogy, which is just an excuse to make myself feel better, where I'm like, listen, because I sat out the last two innings. I'm like, I don't want to play. So, in theory, I quit on the game. Mm -hmm. And I say in theory, because if someone tweaks an ankle and they go, hey, I can't play the last two innings, my ankle hurts, everyone's like, oh, well, yeah, get some ice on there. No big deal. But if you say, hey, I can't play the last two innings because I'm mentally unstable right now, <laughs> nobody feels bad for you. Yeah, but they should they want should, you to right? sit more than the ankle, you know? Yeah, because... They should be like, you better sit down before you throw a ball at you. Like, yeah, before you <laughs> start... runner. Before you go to your car and get your gun. I don't have yeah. a gun. I don't have a gun, everybody. Um, but yeah, I really think there's something about when you mentally lose it, nobody really feels bad for you. They think that should be under control. Controlling your brain is a lot harder than controlling a body part. I, I agree think they should that. be equal. Yeah. I think people should I mean, people that should shows some- when you're playing in a game and you're not in the right mental space, like... I go nuts. If I miss like three shots in a row, I go, I mean, obviously when we play on Saturdays, I don't care. It's like, I just care about like keeping my skin nice, you know? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's hot out. But when I, when I'm playing in these rec leagues and I'm obviously getting slower and older and I'm missing shots, I just get so pissed at myself. But when someone like motivates me, if they like foul me or if they're, you know, there's like a shitty call, it's like the best motivation. Cause I'm like, I'm about to score on you. You mentioned getting older, and isn't it sad? Because we're both about the same age. Mm-hmm. We are the same age. We're yeah. like a month apart. And especially with basketball, I think it's tougher because you can see like the hole, yeah. but you just don't have that first step to hit the hole anymore. Yeah. You can't like I can't it's just exactly drive into that is. space where I used to be able to. Well, I could go right around you and cut here, and mm-hmm. then if, if this guy steps up, I could just kick the ball back out here. So you see those plays forming in your mind, but you can't attack. Yeah. It's literally in the lane too. Like I know for my health and for my career I have to stay outside the lane more because it just I don't even have the I don't even want to go in I'm it's not like before when I'm like yeah I have to go in every because that's like how I score like now I'm like let's see if I can shoot now (laughs) I like how you mentioned for our career too because we are comedians and it's funny because you move out here and you're like it's beautiful every day I'm gonna get this league I'm gonna get in that league I'm gonna start running I'm gonna start doing this and then it's like, oh, wait, I also came in here to work and well, I can't only, get yeah, scars can't across my your face. face up. Yeah, not you only can't. that, but it's a moneymaker. Like, yeah, you can't like even like beyond the cosmetic thing. You're like, what kind of fucking insurance do I have? I make that like too. eight dollars a night. You yeah. know, I'm just like, I don't want to pay like two thousand dollars because I knocked my tooth out. Yeah, we are very broke people. Yeah. All right. Uh, good to know. Good to know what Mo's like in those uh, competitive Yeah, watch weeks. out. Uh, Once watch every out. 10 years, I will tell you to suck your own dick. I do <laughs> <laughs> I do like the line, you fucking heard me. That's my yeah. favorite. Yeah, you I heard, used to say you heard. You heard me is good, yeah. I remember, I remember like when I was like 14, 15, I had a lot of crazy slang like in eighth grade. And yeah. I remember when someone would say, what'd you say? I'm like, you heard. You I heard. Just go, you heard. That's all I'd say. <laughs> I said hella a lot too because it was in a South Park episode. Like that's hella oh, that's dumb. Great. Even right? though it's like I probably said that's hella thing. gay a lot because it was eighth grade and we just didn't know any better. Yeah, we did. All right. Um, moving on. Oh yeah, I wanted to touch on the Draymond Green thing. So what happened was he was in a brawl. He was in a brawl in East Lansing, and he is uh, brought up on misdemeanor assault and battery charges. 
Apparently it was in like, what was it? I don't want to, I want to say it was a wedding or, an, or a nightclub. Some guy was talking trash to him and he ended up getting into a scuffle mm-hmm. as we do. And, um, yeah. And so Charles Barkley was the first to say good for him. You know, sometimes these people need, and of course, Barkley, a guy who threw someone through a bar window once would say, yeah, good, yeah. good on you, man. I kind of like Draymond Green a little bit more lately. I like that when he was suspended for game five. In the NBA Finals, he came out and said, I let my team down. This loss is on me. Mm-hmm. He blamed himself. And then he came out for game seven and had the best game of anyone on the court. Yeah. People forget because Cleveland won. They overcame the three games to one deficit. You know, Kyrie had the big shot, LeBron with the block, and those two played great. But if you look at the box score, the best player on the court was not LeBron, was not Kyrie, was not Steph, it wasn't Clay. Mm-hmm. It was Draymond. He was the best player. And I'm on board whenever someone's like, yeah, I probably should calm down a little bit. But I'm also a multimillionaire playing the game I love. I think I'm doing okay. I think I'm doing you know okay. What? And in the moment, what people don't realize when they're just watching it from the t- from TV, like there's things that I've done. If you reversed it and you slow motion it, it would look so intentional. You know, you're like, you know, like that time where the girl thinks I elbowed her on purpose. You know, it's just like you see stuff like that. And when you watch it on TV, it's different. But when you're in the game, it's just like happening like in less than a second. It, yeah, it goes down so quickly. That sometimes you really do have to forgive the refs for not seeing it because it does happen quickly, yeah. especially with an elbow or anything like that. Now, Draymond, obviously, some of his are a little bit uh, questionable, but I definitely, I think he's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to play my game. I'm going to kick dicks in if I have yeah. to, and that's how I that's what I'm going to be. I think that's kind of great. They get paid enough money where if like someone's roughhousing them, like fucking, who cares? Like, well, uh, yes, and the game used to be physical. They used to be part of it. And I think we've gone so far away from it that anyone who's a little bit, you know, oh, obviously so... I don't think he should be kicking someone straight. That one against uh, OKC, who is it against? I'm blanking on his name. Um, the New, New Zealand guy, Adams. Oh, Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams, thank you. That was bad. The, the stuff yeah. with LeBron was like, no, this is playoff basketball. This is the NBA Finals. We're supposed to be getting tough. I thought the suspension was an overreaction. He probably should have got suspended the series before, which then it might have you know, Kevin Durant might still be in OKC because his team would have gone to the finals. Mm-hmm. Or either way, he might be jumping ship. What was yeah. your thought on that when that first went down? Oh, well, when you first when you first hear that, you're like, you don't want anyone to, you want someone to, like, build up. It's just like you always think about the Bulls. You're like, you just, like, you built up and, like, made this dynasty. So when someone transfers over to, you know, gets traded or, like, trades himself to another team, you're just like, what are you trying to do? Like, I you're know. just trying to stack your team, you know? But then at the same time, I'm like, if I'm... If I make a gazillion dollars and I've done everything except for win a championship, like maybe I would do that because I'd be like, "Fuck, I want rings." Like, I think it I now. Play with the best. I think if you came up in this era, you would do that most yeah. likely. I, I, I think we were just spoiled growing up in Chicago, but it felt like it just felt right. That's how it's supposed to be. You have to conquer those in front of you, and then it's your. Once you get to the top of the mountain, who's going to conquer you? Yeah, I think that's what I always liked about Jordan. I mean, there's so many things I love about Jordan as a player is that the only thing that took him off the mountain was himself. The two retirements. That's what ended the Bulls' three-peats. Two yeah. retirements. They could have won more. I have a theory that they could have won 10. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, come on, eight. We could see. No, I really think they sh- nine for sure they should have won 10 is what I mean. Because the year before, the year before they beat the Lakers, 1990 NBA Finals, the Detroit Pistons swept the Lakers in the finals that year. No, they, they swept, no, that was the year before. They beat Portland, like four games to one. They beat them pretty easily. And... um we essentially beat that same Portland team for the second championship. Mm-hmm. The Bulls lost in seven games to Detroit that year. In game seven, Scottie Pippen, who's a great player, had migraine headaches and had to sit out, sit out most of the second half. Had headaches. 
in the game, he's, he had he shot one of ten from the field. Took ten shots, hit one. I think he had like six points or something. Just played terribly. Yeah. Played no defense. The Pistons rattled him. They got in their head. That's what the Pistons did really to teams. Those oh, totally. 80s Pistons. It was kind of oh, fun yeah. to watch. And to see Draymond trying to take that on, knowing that he's playing with a couple cream puffs and curry and clay. Uh-huh. Although clay gets a little bit gritty, but you know a lot of those guys, I feel like Reggie Miller types. Yeah. Um, he really Ray got Allen in your head. Types, yeah. Reggie Miller would get in your head. He was really good with that. I think because he knew he had to. Yeah. Because he had to get in your head before you could get in his. And Steph and Clay don't do that. And that hurts them because if you're a player who relies on being wide open for your game, yeah, I'm not saying Steph can't shake people. He can. We've seen it. Same with Clay. But a lot of their game is a system running around, getting open, catching and shooting, just mm-hmm. popping off threes, the distance game. You're easy to rattle. Yeah. You know, if you play them physically a little bit, bump yeah. them a little bit, and all of a sudden they're second guessing, they're worried, oh, I'm going to get an elbow to the face when I come around this pick. I'm going to mm-hmm. get a shot to the stump. Like that's how the NBA was played. And I'm kind of hoping it goes back that way. I don't know if it ever will, though. It's not because the the physical part of the NBA right now is like how people are falling trying to get an offensive foul. Like everyone flops. It's like more than I've ever seen before when I because I watch all the games and in the finals and the playoffs. I'm just like, man, people love to flop. It's the worst part. It's I'm like, glad LeBron I don't stopped even flop. doing that. Though. I hate that. Remember LeBron was flopping for a while. You're like you're so he big. We know you're not getting knocked out. <sighs> well, it was just annoying to see the best players flopping. Like you'd see LeBron doing it. You'd see. Russell Westbrook did uh, Westbrook it a lot. was doing it a little bit. Paul Pierce was a flopper. I mean, it's annoying because flopping was one of those things that the 11th man off the bench would do just to keep his job, mm-hmm. just so he could stay in the lead. Yeah. You're, we need an offensive foul right here. Yeah. yeah. Be like, you know, Vladdy Divac or your, some European player off the bench would be like, you know, not to say Divac was an 11th man. Toward the end of his career he was. But that's what you'd expect. When you see superstars doing it, it's like, no, yeah. no, you're great. You don't yeah, do you that. you can stand up straight. You, you have a good stand- center of yeah. gravity. Yeah. You got a good spine yeah. on you. It's hilarious. So, yeah, good on Draymond Green. Now, staying on the basketball theme, that is your sport. I know I know yeah. you can talk baseball and football, too. And we are reviewing a 30 for 30, so stay tuned for that, those listening. I like how I'm acting like this is a live show on the radio where it's like, don't change that tuned. dial. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, have a joke. Now, I, I don't know if it's a joke. Maybe it's for real. No one really knows for sure. We need yeah, to get you on. That's art. Maury Povich to see if there's like a <laughs> DNA test we can administer. Oh, right. But you talk about Larry Bird being your father. Mm-hmm. Is this yeah. true? God, you know I wish. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. I know, I know. But, but so, where did this stem from? Did you just grow up a huge Larry Bird fan? No, no, because I grew up in Jordan, Ch- Chicago. Yeah, okay, sure. So, well, you could like other players, though. I... Yeah, I didn't even know. I mean, I honestly became a huge Larry Bird fan when I started doing comedy because I just started impersonating him, and I was because the blonde hair, obsessed. yeah, like because basketball. it just made sense. And yeah. then the second I put it on, and then the like blonde mustache, yeah, yeah, and it was ridiculous. And what had happened was like I was so you just do stand up so much in Chicago, I take it for granted, and yes. then. I'm like, man, I'm just doing these same jokes over and over again. And so one day I just went to Cole's bar and I just like put that outfit on and I did a Q&A. And I like read up about Larry Bird, watched all the documentaries and tapes and stuff that I could. And I just wanted to see if people could stump me. And so it's gotten, I think it's gotten harder for people when I, because I really do cram like it's a test <laughs> before I go uh, on stage just in case. And then if you get, if, you know, if you don't know the answer, you can make it, make it into a joke anyway. What town was Larry Bird born in? Uh, okay, we're going to do this. Um, he was born in, um, 
French Lick. Yeah, thank you. I really, well, I knew it, that. I just wanted head, you to like, say the it. Hick from French Lick. I'm like, my head was like going terre hot. French Lick is the funniest town name for me. It is. And He's from French Lick, Indiana, and the Bears quarterback Jake Cutler, who's not beloved, mm-hmm. is from Santa Claus, Indiana. Oh, really? He's from a town called Santa Claus, Indiana. I mean, there's no way that anyone state. else has come out of French Lick or, or Santa, Santa Claus, Claus, right? Yeah, it's so insane. Yeah. So yeah, I remember one of the first shows I did out here. Maybe I don't know. It was one of the first, but I think I was only out here for five or six months. It was definitely the first time I performed it on the Nerd Melt stage was your Larry Bird Variety Hour show. Yes. Which was super fun. I love that show. And you had the high green socks or yeah. the high white socks with the green. They That's should bring the that back. That's the best show. People, well, people always ask me to bring that back because it was always like a one-year, like, uh, I usually did it around my birthday, and I'd do the Larry Bird instead of the Mo Show. So i do like Larry Bird Variety Hour. Everyone got, every performer gets a Gatorade and a towel. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's honestly just a stand-up showcase, but then I have Larry Bird, and then I have videotape of me around West Hollywood and Hollywood going to these courts as Larry Bird playing against people. Yeah. It's like this hidden camera sort of thing. That's hilarious. And like came up with this narrative. So I'll like play these Larry Bird videos and yeah. It's great. He there's he has so much material. There's so much material to write about him. Because he's like a horrible actor, too. Like, looking at all those, like, commercials. You don't think just, he was good in Space Jam? Come on now. He had, <laughs> with his, like, one line. What was his one line? He just said, like, Bill Murray said, you think I can make it in the NBA? And Larry's just like, no. Yeah, Is and I just line? tried to find it, too, because in my head... When I watched Space Jam, I I kept thinking that he was, like, in the hospital scene, but it was, like, Rick Smith, I feel like, was... Was in the movie too. No, I don't think Rick Smith no? was in it. Okay, no, what's the five the NBA players? Like Muggsy Sean was in Bradley it, right? was the super tall white guy that yes. hits his head. Muggsy Bogues, Larry oh, Johnson, Patrick then. Ewing, Sean Bradley, and Charles Barkley. Wait, so Sean Bradley hit his head like in the hospital? Yeah, or when they were walking, right? they were and then walking? The, yeah, the other guys made it underneath the thing. Yeah. But I think okay. no, I think all three of them did. I think uh, only Barkley and, and Muggsy Bogues cleared it. But Larry Johnson, Patrick Ewing, and um, Sean Bradley all hit their heads and I fell backwards. I gotta watch that movie again. Yeah, yeah, we should. Seen Let's that. have I mean, a Space I only Jam watch, Yeah, because I only we, watched it that like one time. This is why my memory is so fuzzy on it too. And they're gonna have a Space Jam two with LeBron in it. Oh, they're gonna do LeBron. Yeah, that's, they've because announced he didn't, it because he won the championship. Otherwise, yeah, it would have been Steph Curry. Maybe they've been talking about LeBron doing it for a while anyway. He's still the biggest player in the NBA. There's the old joke about. He of was comedians. good in Trainwreck. He's like used to be on a movie he was, set now. No, I think he's a better actor than Jordan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's used to be on a movie set now. He want, he's going to go into that stuff. LeBron is going to be one of the first athlete umpires. We're seeing that Kevin Hart in comedy is becoming like a comedian umpire. Yeah, which I think is cool. I'm surprised more comedians haven't gone that way. Louis C.K. kind of is in a way too. He's doing it for like in the alt ring. Yeah, I like what Louis C.K. does in the sense that I don't need to come master. I'll sell tickets on my own website. Um, I have a great show idea. I don't need to put it on a network. I'll put it on my own website because yeah. my website gets millions of hits anyway, which mm-hmm. is better than a lot of TV shows get. And I'll sell it for a couple bucks a pop. Um, yeah, he's doing all this stuff where direct, uh, I don't need my special to air anywhere. Although his last one he did air on HBO. But he's like, I just sell it through my site. I retain the rights. It's all mine and everything like that. And uh, But what I want to see him do more of is push another comedian. Kevin Hart's starting to do a thing where Kevin Hart recently did Kevin Hart Presents Lil Rel Howery. Lil Rel's Chicago yeah. comedian, so he presented his Comedy Central special, like he mm-hmm. produced it. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, to he see. does another show too, uh, where he he has like a showcase. I don't know if it's on Showtime or something like that. Yeah, I I, I just I kind of like that because it's like you're giving back to it's like Rodney your Dangerfield. Art. Yeah, Rodney Dangerfield yeah. did that stuff too. It's a good point. I forgot about Rodney Dangerfield doing it. Well, he had the yeah. comedy club too. Mm-hmm. I just like anyone who rises the ranks of whatever industry or profession they're in and then gives back. Yeah. 
because so many of these comics, I, I always think to myself, I'm like, you're worth X amount of dollars. Why don't you just do this? Mm-hmm. Why are you, you know, I don't know. I guess some yeah. people just, they don't want to roll the it's dice. Like having, yeah, it's like having a charity after you've been like a really famous actor or something or totally. athlete. Just like have, you know, we're all charity cases. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, we pretty much are. Even the, even the successful ones are charity cases. I hope I don't get that big. I hope I get like right underneath the like helping out everyone else. Because I feel like then your career is just like helping out other people in a way. It's nice. You don't want to get so big where you have to help other people? <laughs> it's like, oh my. <laughs> because I feel like I help people. Like, we, I mean, I do feel like we, like, we have a show. We do, like, we do. We, we do. We produce a show. People. We book, we book a lot of comedians. Some we probably shouldn't book um, yeah. for the most part. Totally. I think, no, we've done a good job. Well, you know, every now and then it's like, all right, well, you know, we'll roll the dice, every I guess. Every now and then I'm like, have you, when's the last time you did comedy? Like eight years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tough in L.A. because there are some people know. where you're like, oh, this person's hilarious. Oh, I can't wait to get them on. And then they go up and you're like, what the hell happened? And then everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's been, that was like they started writing on a show and they don't do stand up much anymore. I'm like, yeah. why'd they accept the gig? Yeah. Idiots. You know what I mean? <laughs> why did we book them? Why did we book them? That's yeah. our own stupid <laughs> fault. It'd be like, you know, playing a sport and being like, oh, yeah, this guy was an all star eight years ago. Let's let's put him at shortstop. And you're like, oh, yeah, he hasn't played in eight years. That's like, that's what happened there. Right. He's 40. Yeah. He's 40 years out of the league. 40 years out of the league. Um, Larry Bird. So I touched on that. You also did a show for CBS. Tell me about that. a little oh, bit. Oh, right. Yeah, that was that was actually really cool. That was fun. It was like a baseball prank show for one hour. So everything it was around the World Series. It was you and Adam Lustig, right? Yeah, Adam Lustig. Did and you two co-write it together or? And uh, Streeter Seidel, who's um, a SNL writer now. Oh, great. Yeah. And it was all through like the College Humor like uh, production company. So like college humor writers also like pitched in jokes and then we you know made up stuff on the spot too but like came up with all of the you know the different sketches one of them was like probably one of my favorite one was adam and i were like dressed as country stars and we like came out at this actual game this like triple a baseball game and we instead of like the t-shirt gun we had a denim jeans gun and so we were just like shooting out jeans and people like catching them they're like what the hell really that's yeah, hysterical what triple a team was it i don't know it was like out, it was an hour away okay it was a really nice uh little field stadium thing it was great that is hilarious. we did a lot of you different think shooting denim would hurt though was, well they would catch them a lot of them were jorts because oh, we couldn't okay. fit the full denim in there. Yeah, you they get these jorts. Long, but you can put overalls in there, yeah. obviously. But that was fun. I don't know if anyone watched it. Um, I'm, I think my aunt watched it and my mom did. But it was like a fun experience to be like uh, on, like in the most ridiculous way, have like your t- first TV experience be on CBS on a Saturday morning doing baseball pranks. Yeah, I remember, I think I saw it. I remember watching it. Did you do one where... A guy was selling a baseball card worth a lot of money and you ended up ruining it? Or how oh, did that go? Oh, yeah. No, Some Adam was thing. like, Adam Adam went to a memorabilia store and he was asking for like the, you know, a Mickey Mantle card. And then he was, the people next to him, like the other, the other people in the store would be watching like, oh my God, he just bought like a huge card. And then he would eat it because it was like a fake because we yeah. were like in on it with the other people. Sure. <laughs> So then he would like he would just like eat it and swallow and be like mm. and he was like acting like 
he could taste everything. He's like, oh, I am tasting, you know, I am tasting like old cardboard, and, like <laughs> nuances of like fingerprints. Oh, oh like he was taking sipping yeah, wine like or wine. something. Yeah. Oh, this card's aged forty five yeah. years or something. Yeah, I made C J Toledano come uh, and like be my boyfriend in that scene too, and just like come in with me and stand there. Okay, that's funny. C J Toledano, who was on one of the early episodes of this show. Nice. And I think it was on like the second week I'd done it. He is uh, worked for the Detroit Pistons yeah. last year for Funny or Die. So any of you listening, whoever saw any of those good viral videos that the Pistons put out, that was all our buddy CJ. Yeah. And now he's working with Bleacher Report. Total, yeah, yeah awesome. I don't They're even like, know what they, he's doing they there, started, but it just sounds they, awesome. They want online content more than just lists. That Bleacher Report always did just like lists, top yeah. 10 list thing. So they're going into that, and I think he's heading that. But it's funny that you have him as your boyfriend because didn't you two date for like yeah. a week? Well, yeah, we did. Yeah, exactly. We dated for like a week when I first got to Chicago. And it's he has a podcast. I don't know if he still does it, the Love and Basketball podcast. And he had me on for that to tell like the story. I think he still of, yeah. does it. What yeah, was the story? Was could so, you, could you condense good, it real yeah. quick? You don't have to go into it. It was such like, a good podcast idea, too. I'm just like taking like love, like dating stories and basketball. And putting them together. That's pretty genius. But, I like that. Oh, Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, I was like pretty lost. <laughs> he knows that. I was pretty oh, lost. Okay, all right. I don't want to embarrass you here. No, you're not at all. He, like, we even, I have we, can I no, mention I it? We haven't mentioned on the podcast. Yeah. Of course you don't care. You're yeah, out. What am I saying? I I, you know, you and I have talked about this, how I get a little bit like, I step on my toes because I think I'm in my brain, I'm always the guy who says the wrong thing. Yeah. And then I later have to be like, no, I didn't mean it like that. You know, I feel like I'm like that old man that's why i was trying to stick up for the 80 year old being like oh he's from a different time because yeah, even though be <laughs> even though yeah i give a feeling even though i'm going to try to be like one of the good ones but i'm accidentally going to be like an idiot about it you're going to be making a joke and they're not going to get it i've always done that where i ever tell you the story i did a show in milwaukee and it was dark you know you can't really see the crowd uh, those of you listening as comedians we could see like the front couple rows the rest of it's darkness the stage mm -hmm. is lit up for a reason we can't see you though and these women in the back were really chatting and I was trying to get him to shut up, but I, this, you know, I was, I was two minutes in my set. I didn't want it to be like my whole set of yelling back and forth yeah. with these women. So I just said to them, hey, could you keep it down back there? Like, you know, I get it. You're excited. It's Friday night. Ladies night out. You left the boys at home. Good mm -hmm. for you. And right when I said that, everyone, like, the, there was a roar in the crowd. They all started really laughing really hard. And I'm like, that's not funny. Why are they laughing about that? So then I kind of like, you know, made my hand into a visor to see. And I looked and the women were the most obvious lesbians of all time. <laughs> <laughs> like they were super like, and that's why everyone was laughing. They were laughing because they yeah, knew. That's and then, so great. And that type of stuff would always like happen to me on accident. Uh -huh. Not with just like gay stuff, but like with whatever, like just accidentally saying the wrong thing when I'm like all well-meaning. Yeah. Or I feel like, I think I used to joke saying like, I'm going to be one of those guys who's like, I love colored people. I mean, black people. I'm like, sorry. What, yeah. what do we call them? I forget. You know, there's like a, yeah, there's a weird thing around, um, I don't know, like saying the wrong thing around a lesbian or whatever. But the thing is, it's like I'm so I'm so open. So I love when people ask me questions and I'm not like as long as it's not like in a weird because like obviously you should like start out friends, ask a like, lesbian post yeah. like a blog thing. I feel like there was one of those. I think Cameron did one of those for like BuzzFeed. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think she did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She did. But there is like I mean, I'm not going to be offended. Also, like I didn't come out until like my 20s. And so like before when I started comedy, I didn't know I was gay. So, and I for sure like made fun of Clay Aiken, had like some horrible, like horrible joke, you know, that wouldn't be funny in anyone's mouth. But then, it, I mean, of course, it's like funny to me now that I'm like, well, we're all, we're all such products of our environment with yeah. this stuff, you yeah. know? And I think, I think we have come farther as a society in a way where it always cracks me up when I hear people say something like, 
oh, you know, a gay guy's not going to come out because of the locker room etiquette. I'm starting to think most locker rooms are going to be like, no, whatever. We don't care. Yeah. We just, I you think don't people care. A locker room it. is awkward no matter what. Yeah, I don't, I don't get this whole, and it's always old guys who say it too. It's always these old It's like, what locker room are you like, going to? I don't know what they did in locker rooms back in the day, but like in high school, we would, you know, you would change, you were tired, you'd shower, and then you pretty much would leave. Every now and then there were some antics. I'm now having a flashback to this one time, this dude, his name was Joe. I'm not going to say his last name. That's not nice. But uh, he was a good dude. They wound up a bunch of dirt. And so every mm-hmm. time he came out of the shower, they pelted him with dirt. So he had to go back in and wash himself again and then come back. It was a real dick move. Anyhow. Um, I hope he's okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, uh, yeah, right. Professional <laughs> locker rooms, they have a clubhouse. So yeah, they'll play video games and kill time yeah. there. But it's not like, I don't understand why they think it's just people walking around playing grab ass and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they think that like there's so one not, guy nursing a hangover. Like there are you know, spots for that. You know, there there are spots. There's like Steamworks in Chicago. There's gay bars. There's people's houses. Like no one's like trying to go to your like locker room at 24 hour fitness and like, yeah, <laughs> you know, get up on you. This idea, too. There's always this weird Neanderthal, dumb, dumb, moron notion that like, oh, a gay guy in a men's locker room. It must be like a fantasy come true for him or something like that. Yeah. You're like, no, these dudes are all like overweight and they're like working out and getting away from their families. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't. It's not like the best place to pick up. And like, you're not hitting on like gay guys don't go places to say like, man, what straight guy can I turn? They're like, yeah. no, that's like nearly impossible. I'm going to the fucking gay bar. Yeah, exactly. Why? Who wants that struggle? Yeah. It always <laughs> cracked me up too when um, I think when I was younger, because being a product of your environment, we're all like, yeah, lesbian porn. That's the best. Yeah. I don't watch lesbian porn at all now. Yeah. it's I, Look, I look. I, I like watching beautiful women kiss each other. Sure, that's fun. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. But the idea, I think it's because in my brain, I know they don't want me. Mm-hmm. So if they don't want me, then I don't want, why would I want to put myself in there? Because they're going to be like, we don't too. want you. Get out of here. They're also like, they're not lesbians. They're not. And so you know that they're like faking it. It, that's why like I like gay guy porn because you know that they're both at least into it where they both have boners you know what I mean but like with a girl you can't tell so I'm like this girl like has they both have boyfriends they're you like, watch gay guy porn yeah really yeah totally I, who else does there's another lesbian I know that does yeah I don't know I don't know you're not the first why. one I've said that because I think it's like it's a weird like oh that's cool they're, they're like both clearly turned on and you almost think that they just like want to be there but like when I see like girls in porn I'm like I don't think they want to be there like I and I start to think about their lives. Oh, I start to think oh about man. like what got to them them to this point where like a guy I'm like who the fuck. Cares? I made a joke on Twitter about the new Ghostbusters where I I'm I'm almost gonna make this post today but I know I'll get some backlash where I think that nobody was actually against it, it was just this PR stunt where they're like hey all these jerks are against an all female <laughs> Ghostbusters to, to get the numbers I, up. Yeah, I don't know anyone and I trust me I am Facebook friends with a lot of really dumb people people who are outraged over the bathroom stuff in Mm -hmm. north carolina people who are like okay you know they support uh indiana banning gay people from going into pizza restaurants. i'm friends with some horrible dumb people and i didn't see a peep out of them to the point where i even posted something once and guys who i know are super right wing were like i love melissa mccarthy i can't wait to see this movie they were all like excited and think like yeah why not who cares it's a trolling culture it's like these dudes and honestly it's so sad because this also has to do with sports but like and whenever sports center instagram posts a female like like yukon winning four championships in a in a row you get all these comments and there's all like 
women suck at basketball that girl looks like a horse or like whatever it is and i go to their profiles i spend too much time doing this but i go to their profiles and i look and it's always like 15 year old boys and i'm just totally oh it's just these dudes like they're the same dudes like from you know when we were younger who were going into aol aol chat room they're like hey fuck you bitch which like i did too like on the other end of it like i went to aol chat rooms to curse and like (laughs) and and so it's like the I don't think that's is, real. They're going to like, hopefully they will grow up. Yeah. And it's just shock value right now. And I hope they grow up. But um, maybe their parents, you know, maybe their parents are douchebags. I don't know. Could be. The thing is, though, you're right. It's the same stuff that's happened forever where I'm sure in the 50s and 60s and whatever decade back in the day, some 15-year-old boys would say stupid stuff. The only difference now is for some reason we all see it. Because it's on Twitter. Yeah. So you'll see SportsCenter post something like, you know, congratulations to UConn, you know, four women's titles in a row. And someone will say like, oh, they should be in the kitchen. Yeah. And you just see it as the first reply. And then you kind of be like, well, fuck this guy. And then you, and then people engage them. Yeah. And then there's some nerd going like, oh, my God, nobody pays attention to me at school. Nobody pays attention to me at yeah. home. This is amazing. I get to type stuff and people actually say stuff back and I get to like. It's like the best day of his life. Yeah. And nobody ever will get that guy to be like, oh, that's a good point. I didn't think mm-hmm. of that. I didn't think that maybe one day I'll have a daughter or I have women in my life that I respect and that I could be hurting them in some horrible way. Yeah. Or, or these women work hard and they're great athletes and I should be looking at them as athletes and not as something I want to fuck. You yeah. know what I mean? Like no one, they don't go to that place. There was, there was an article about like the 20th anniversary, like WNBA. And I did spend a work day, um, before it crashed late. I spent a work day, like just because everybody, like you see fake people's Facebook profiles. So there's this one dude, you know, he's in his thirties. He has two daughters and like, man, I was like, I wasn't even ripping into people. I was like, I was honestly trying to like prove a point because he was like a little bit articulate in his post. I just wanted to say, like, hey, like, why don't you just look at it like your your girls have someone to look up to? Like, you don't have to go to the game. You don't have to, like, you don't have to give your money to the WNBA, but you can say, like, oh, that's a good role model. Yes, that too. I think it's just, it's so easy. The guys who I see, like, making fun of the WNBA, I'm like, dude, isn't that easy? It's to so be like, easy. They suck. They Get can't dunk the like kitchen. the men. I'm like, oh. what is that? Yeah. Why, if you don't like it, shut up. And then when what? they can, you know, and then there's a couple girls who can dunk and they're like, well, it's not as good as, you know, it's not as good as man. And you're like, yeah, but like, it's a different Why are you game. comparing it? Yeah. Why are, that's another thing this culture has to, Scott, has to stop doing. This constant need to compare everything. A friend of mine posted yesterday, what's, what was better in Living Color or the Chappelle Show? And I just commented, they're both great. Why are yeah. we comparing them? Yeah. Especially since the Chappelle show has the advantage of looking at all the in living colors and goes, oh, I can improve on that. You know, I don't understand this constant need to divide everything. Yeah. Unless it's the exact, unless it's like the 2015-16 Warriors versus the Cavs. You know, it's just like, okay, same league. Yeah, that's an even playing field. Same league. Yeah, who's better? Let's see. You know, I'm all for hypotheticals like that. I'm not saying you can't argue with your friends over who the better band is. I'm not saying you can't say what the better movie is and all that other stuff. But there's just this need to take sides over everything that's just so exhausting. And a lot, yeah, a lot of it It is like so different. Very tiring. "Eh." So yeah, I thought about that with the Ghostbusters thing. Where I'm like, maybe this was all just made up because I don't know anyone who's truly against it. Everyone I've known who saw it said they loved it. It's probably those men and trolls. women alike. I mean, I on I know I'm that sure there, there is that some, it's troll culture it's, that like makes like you know Leslie Jones get off of Twitter and like the Ghostbusters horrible, thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like these like trolls that like like you said they just like the best day of their their lives is getting attention. They're gonna think about that 20 years from now. Totally, the day totally. they got attention. The day they finally got yeah. some love. 
All right, let's go back to porn. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, who talk off, porn. Off air, though, I would like to. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, seriously, I do have a couple questions. Uh, we, you chose. I always like to have my guests choose a thirty for thirty to review. This all stemmed from the fact that, as a huge sports fan, I had not seen any, and I'm like, all right, well, here's what I'm gonna do to make myself watch them. I'm gonna have my comedian friend guests pick I one out. I didn't know that. I didn't. That's exactly how it stemmed from. Because everywhere I'd go, people knew me as a sports fan, and they would say, hey, have you seen this one? And I'd be like, no, I haven't seen Dude, it. Oh, man. And I love them, but the thing is, I just never was home when they were on originally. Yeah. And I don't know. I just was- I couldn't figure uh, out this computer thing. I didn't- I was, well, <laughs> I would see them pop up on Netflix. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that sometime. But then I just And they weren't on Netflix it. for a while, or like the and Netflix and iTunes. Yeah, they weren't yeah. for a while. So n- now I'm really into them, and now I choose to do them this way. You chose Press Pause- which is the Marion Jones documentary? Yeah. Which I was, I had, a, I was, I didn't think I had Sports Illustrated for kids, and I think I had a Marion Jones poster. Yeah. I used to cut out because it was you know twelve issues. I'd cut out each one. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was only two women. Uh, one was Dominique Mociano. Okay. Remember her? Of course. Ninety six Olympic of course. team. By the way, there is if anybody watches Real Sports with Brian Gumble amazing little piece on her um oh i saw recently. that you did i that was have crazy. i talked about that in this podcast before just to sum it up everybody i think i have talked about this on the yeah. podcast if i haven't i'm mad at myself for not her parents are the worst yeah the worst people yeah they had a daughter who was born deformed like without no legs. legs and so they said no nah, let's give her up for adoption they had the means yeah I mean, they weren't like super rich by any account yeah but, but, but no, she was perfectly fine. She was perfectly she just fine. Had, like, she just had no legs. Genetic, like yeah, some yeah. whatever. I don't know the term, technical term yeah, for yeah. it. But there was no. They they essentially that'd be like having a child and, and being like, oh yeah, he's missing a hand. Bye. Like yeah. that's that's what it was to me. And it was a pre- purely cosmetic. You're just like yeah, because she was perfectly fine. Yeah, she was perfectly healthy. She's you know yeah. And she ends up going into like uh, becoming an acrobat, yeah, gym, a gymnast in her own right, mm-hmm. very talented one. Was that in the circus? Am I right? No, she. I think she did do some variety acts, but she, yeah, she did like gymnast stuff. She's a gymnast, and, and she lives in L.A. Like, yeah, and she had looked up to Dominique Montana yeah. and the whole '96 Olympic team, only to find out that the person she looked up to happened to be her sister. Yeah. That, it was like and she was a small town Illinois yes. girl. So crazy. That that was because I didn't realize that like Dominique's family lived in like southern wherever Salem, Illinois is, like yeah, somewhere around there. there. I think anything south of Chicago is southern Illinois, pretty much. Well, yeah, there, it how, is. Isn't how we all view it? <laughs> no, but it really is. It really I is grew, like I, first twelve years of my life was in central Illinois, and it was southern Illinois. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, and everything. Outside of New York City is considered upstate New York. Yeah. Even you could be like 45 minutes north of New York City and there's seven more hours to do hit Canada. Yeah. But it's like, no, you're in upstate New York. And if you're like in central Illinois, like trying to defend the fact that you're not, you know, that there's more in Illinois. You're just like, no, there's not. Like no one's listening. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My ears are covered. Yeah. So check that. Read that, everybody. If you can. Uh, the Real Sports with Brian Gumble. Yeah. Sorry. I'm coming off a cold. So my, my throat's getting a little weird. Check it out. It's because I remember hearing about Dominique Mociano divorcing her parents, mm-hmm. and that was right around the time I think Macaulay Culkin was trying to divorce his parents. And there was this whole thing where it's like, "Could you do that? What's yeah. going on?" And I'm sure, like you know, every comedian in the world was making jokes about like, "If I knew that back in my day," you yeah. know, all that stuff. And I remember probably thinking like, "Oh, she's probably just some bratty kid." Even as a kid, out, I, was, yeah. I was probably her age. We're, we're probably the same age as her, and thinking, "Oh no, she's probably older than us, right?" She's older than us. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was. 
we were 12 in 1996 yeah so no she had been like 15 at least you yeah. know 16 in the olympics 17 anyhow but no she no, was I right think to divorce she was her like parents. 13 who knows she's, Whatever. she's way, close she's yeah but uh, yeah i don't know if i saw that when i was a kid i would i'd be like one wrong turn mom yeah right? fucking divorce in your uh, ass just like dad just... and then like drop the mic <laughs> <laughs> okay now marion jones I did not know a lot of this. I remember her getting busted for doping, which, by the way, I was going to bring up the whole Russian doping thing, but there's not enough information to talk about it yet. I'll bring it up in a future podcast if those of you are curious about it. I don't like that they call it doping. They call it doping and everything now. Yeah. The UFC, John Jones recently got busted. It for, is weird. It makes it seem like people first. are like on heroin. It makes it seem like a bunch of teens are having fun in the alley. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it make it seem like, oh, let's go, let's go dope in the alley a little bit. No, it's these are performance enhancing yeah, It's like in steroids. a locker room. I know it. I don't. I don't think of anything with needles as doping. Well, I guess heroin's needles, and that's considered. Dope. See, I do think. I think the doping is like a dark basement doing drugs, watching kids. Yes, not trying know? to become a supreme physical specimen, yeah. right? Uh, so she got. She had denied, denied, denied. Did the whole classic? Never have I ever. Yes. Not the game, which is a great drink. Yeah. Game, never have I ever. Yeah, she played that with them with, with the authorities. It was she, really weird. Yeah, she played with her life and got yeah. busted. They totally drank, and then they found out later she yeah. should have drank. Okay, sorry about that, everybody. My card was full, so I had to go delete some stuff so we'd have more room to finish off the last part of the podcast. Okay, sitting here with Mo Welch, we're talking about the Marion Jones documentary called Press Pause. Now, it was it was sad because, you know, you, you know, you were saying a lot of people have those BS apologies where you're just like, all right, you're just saying sorry because you got caught. Yeah. And, and it sounds like I really wish the one part of the documentary I didn't like was the fact that they didn't get more into who were these horrible people around her. Because yeah. they, they implied it. They because go, look, I there's bad people there. Yes. But- and I don't. Well, her ex-husband was like a shot putter or whatever who became her manager and he had a, there was like a really big part. He had a huge part in that. And I think she probably said, I don't want to talk to him because she's like moved on, obviously. And the three kids aren't with this guy at all, right? I don't know. Because I felt like the one child was old enough where I'm like, I wonder if he's the dad of this other and yeah. this guy's just out of the picture. Yeah. Because it sounds like the guy she married now seems like a really good dude. Totally. And he was like a runner too. Yes. But- he was from Barbados, I believe. He had an accent like that. Yeah. That's... And- yeah, that sounds right. I like the Barbadian accent. Is that how you say it? Barbadian? That mm-hmm. doesn't sound right. We'll move on. Anyhow, so, and then she goes to prison for six months for lying to the feds, essentially. Seems a little little harsh. Also, the thing that I never understood is, like, who who did you know that went to prison for doing that? She's the only person I could because think of. Because everyone lied, They right? all did. Rafael Palmero, all those guys who for baseball... Um, I don't know if McGuire did essentially, but the whole Bonds has had all yeah. this. There's all these people who have been under massive, invest, massive investigations who who've have lied under who have investigation. Lied. Yeah. And yeah, we know what the whole Balco thing. I don't know if any of them have gone to prison. Yeah. But why Marion Jones? That's what. That's what did I. They didn't just understand. unfairly say, "Well, this is the one we're going to take down." Yeah, we like can. we're you're going to be the poster child for this. Is even- it because it was the Olympics? And it was records. And and she was like so big. I don't know. Is it because she didn't have good lawyers? Like you don't. I dug her. her. I was a fan know. of hers when that was Me all too. going on. I remember really being like sad. bummed out. Yeah. I was like, what? And I remember at one point she said, I understand people being angry with her. And they, they cut to the sports where I was like, anger is not the word. It's mm-hmm. just it's just the whole thing is sad, really. It is. She was so dominant. There was this one magazine cover they showed where 
they show like a bunch of women and they're all like clustered together. Like there's just, you know, a millisecond between mm-hmm. each one of them, you know, a nose, literally a nose is yeah. separating like five people. Then you had to unfold it and you see her like seven yards ahead yes. of everybody. That's how much she that's dominated great, yeah. those races. And that's probably what got people going, yeah, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> There's something about it. Yeah. Just, You're just a great runner, but. So I wonder if these just people just got filled her in their head where they're probably saying, hey, everyone else is doing it. And, all. and maybe they were. Totally. You know, that was the thing with Lance Armstrong. As, as much of a hypocrite he turned out to be, and he did get busted and they took away all his yellow shirts. All the next, like 19 of the next 20, we're all doing it too. Yeah, that's what there was. There's another one on uh, who's like the big runner who who was so already at. Michael Johnson or no? Michael um, Johnson. And then who was his like competitor, his rival? Oh, Bailey. So that Canadian his guy. his rival was it? like, they were talking about the same thing in some documentary. And they were like, everyone was doing it. And you, and I believe it. I'm just like, if, if hey, if everyone's doing it, you're like, well, you know, if, if I get caught, like, we're all going down. That's, you how, know? that's how it started in baseball, really. I think uh, Canseco and Maguire were doing it. And a few other people started doing it. And then when those records started to fall, Barry Bonds, who was a great player in his own right, he started doing it. And it was mm-hmm. so obvious with Bonds and Roger Clemens because these are both guys who had second primes. Yeah. You know, like they say an athlete's prime is like, what, 26, 27, like 32, yeah. if you're lucky. And then you start to dip. And they started to dip. You mm-hmm. saw their numbers at 33, 34, 35, just starting to fall gradually as they do when you get older. Then out of nowhere, at the age of 37, just Boom. Yeah. Best year they've ever had in their lives. Same with both. And then they had a second prime. That's like, all right, you're clearly yeah. going to see Dr. Feelgood. You're mm-hmm. clearly doing something that's unhuman. You're an X-Men right now. You're yeah. a mutant, which looks fun. but It does look like fun. Illegal. Like- <laughs> so what was crazy to me, though, in prison, of her six months, 48 days in solitary confinement. She called it the shoe, which remember right when I heard her say the shoe, I'm like, oh, cool. Like Orange is the New Black. Yeah, <laughs> totally. totally. You're like, was it like Orange is the New Black? Or like, <laughs> yeah. let us know. And, well, it was funny because she mentioned being able to call and email. I'm like, oh, you can't do that in Orange is the New Black. So this must have been a different type of prison, yeah. even though they still call it yeah. the shoe. This wasn't a TV prison? This I don't a know TV if prison, I believe this. Because in a TV prison, there's no phones. There's <laughs> yeah. no cell phones. Unless you smuggle one in. Mm-hmm. And... So she solitary confinement, which sounds like an absolute nightmare. I think it's something that a lot of doctors are, are saying that shouldn't be allowed anymore. Yeah. It's really inhumane. People go psychotic. People it's, go insane. It's the worst kind of and torture. And I'm sorry, but like you're going to put somebody who f- harmed herself. I mean, that's all she did. Yeah. Well, she got the solitary confinement because I don't know if she, you remember this part of the documentary. She had to fight with someone. Oh, yes. And she used the totally. prison term. She's like. They try to come on, come up on me or yeah, something like which that. Which I believe people do that. Or try me. They try yeah. to try me, which is something that happens. But what I what did make me laugh a little bit, being someone who's been in a couple scrapes, a couple mm-hmm. bouts in my day, was that she was telling the story the way you would tell the story to someone to make yourself look better because she couldn't just come out and say, "Yeah, I'm a world class athlete," and some you know, crackhead in prison tried to like fight me. So yeah, I beat the shit out of them and there was blood. And then I got in the, I got thrown in the shoe for almost three months. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Um, or for what's 45 days. A yeah, month who's and a half. trying to fight her. I don't I care don't, how big yeah, you are. That, there's always someone who's like, Oh, Olympic runner, huh? See yeah. how fast you are. If I corner you yeah. and it's like, no, I'm going to knock you out. Uh-huh. And she said it like, you know, I, I hit her with the side of this cooler thing. She, I was defending. I believe she was defending herself. I totally yeah. believe Marion in that regard. But she kind of made it seem a little bit like she probably I bet years from now she's going to come out and be like, oh, how, what really happened? OK, she did yeah. come at me. I was defending myself, 
but I got a couple extra licks yeah. in to let yeah. everyone else know, don't yeah. fuck with me. Exactly. Okay? I'm here for six months. I'm not about to get messed up. I'm not a murderer like some of you are or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't fuck with me. Yeah. I think that's what she the message to sh- was Yeah, she had to send a message. Yeah, she didn't she have a shift. She can't she do that for six months. People coming at her. No, she had to lay, lay the also, groundwork. Also, she is like, I do think Marion Jones is like kind of like a valley girl. I think she is like a super good person. I think that's she what too, she yeah. seems like. So I feel like her her in a fight, like I'd want her to be more badass than she actually is. She's like, she probably is like defending herself, but can't help that she's an Olympic can't ever, You know, you can't help how strong you are. So if I were her, I'd own it. I'd be like, yeah, I beat the shit out of that girl. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I send a, me I to the shoe her hair right here. Yeah. yeah. I'll go to the shoe. I'll be in the shoe all day. I don't give a shit. All, <laughs> literally all day. You got nothing else. Yeah. Well, she talked about how she trained in the shoe. Mm-hmm. She, she was just oh, like, right, she yeah. just worked out and got, you know, crazy. That's something about prison that always cracks me up in a way. I mean, you can't stop someone from working out in their own cell, but whenever I see prison movies or TV, there's always dudes like lifting weights and getting, I'm like, yeah. we're sending criminals to get even more strong. What it's, are we doing? It is funny. And it's also kind of a motivate motivator. I'm just kind of like, man, we would like get, I get in like really good shape if I went to prison for like a couple months right before uh, like I, bikini season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd be looking great in Vegas this time of year. <laughs> like, damn. Totally. You go, go to anywhere. Vegas a lot, right? Didn't, weren't you just yeah, there I love recently? Vegas. Yeah. yeah. We you, usually you make a bet at the go... sports book too. What, what bet you make this time around? Anything? Uh, I don't know if we did. We usually make one for her dad. So it's like usually, uh, you know, the finals or like Dodge or I don't know. Some, okay, something. cool. I'm going to have to th- make some, throw some money down on the Cubs, although that's probably not a good bet right now. Yeah. they're like even money, I think. Yeah. You know, you want to get like a 10 to 1 odds when they open that way. Although I think my Cubs open this season at 4 to 1. So, uh, yeah, and then they did check in with her present day. She's going to schools, making speeches, saying, hey, I lost everything, and don't hang out with bad people. You know, yeah. being good, being a do-gooder. Motivational speaker. Yes. Then we find out in the documentary, while she's eight months pregnant, we see her give birth to a baby. You don't show the birth, but you see her go to the hospital. My water broke. I'm in labor. Yeah. They show her outside the hospital, like ringing a bell, being like, I'm in labor. I'm like, is that how it goes? Excuse but I guess me. by your third kid, you're like, I don't want to pop this thing out, and then we'll... We'll go get lunch. Yeah, I imagine myself being a monster. Be like, give me your best surgeon. And they're like, surgeon. And I'm like, just get him. <laughs> get a brain surgeon. this thing out of me. It's a demon. <laughs> yeah, I, I. the day I have to be in that delivery room, I know I'm going to pass out. I'm yeah. weak. I'm a weak guy when it comes to that kind of gross shit. So the placenta, ew. Anyhow, she gets a call from a WNBA team that wants her to try out. It's yes. a San Antonio team, but she ends up playing for Tulsa. And uh, she they show training crazy constantly working out and and she makes it but what's weird about that which was so uplifting it reminds me of a few other doc, the one documentary um was 30 for 30 the best that never was uh-huh. this guy who ended up through bad advice and makes some mistakes in college football ends up breaking his leg and they thought he's never gonna play again and then six years after that makes the nfl and actually scored a couple touchdowns and had a decent wow. career um, I saw that one. Yeah, Marcus Dupree. Check it out i think it's i have really, seen really, it. really i probably good. have i yeah. just like make myself forget so i can watch it again there you go yeah. He, uh, they're showing these highlights of her, and I'm like, oh, she's killing it. Yeah. And then they say she averaged three points in nine minutes played a game. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, those highlight reels were really amazing, though. It like, did. She like, was stealing <laughs> the ball, breakaway, laying it in, playing great D. <laughs> but she only played only nine point. minutes a game. Yeah, I think she played like a little over a season. She, yeah, she did. And like she... Um, the, the B-roll of her training was like such a rocky montage that you expected for her to be like a rebirth of Marion Jones. But... But just to get a <laughs> the season. The is hard. People forget to get a season professionally at any level of sports yeah. is so difficult. 
It, that I think is it's the amazing. true one percent, less than one percent. Totally. And like, yeah, she's if she were Marion Jones, like, would she be given the opportunity? Probably not. That's true. But it is like so. It was so awesome to see that. I wish. I wish I would have known it when it was happening. I do too. I would have like gone to that, see a game or. Yeah, I want to go to a game with you because I know you and CJ tell down to a game. I want to yeah. go to a WNBA game. And I'm, I'm not going to go into it like some jerk. I'm going to go into and watch the game. Why oh, not? Oh, you'd have a great time. I think I would. I, I would like to see more people do that, too. I'm trying. I mean, like, I'm always, like, saying I'm the advocate for, like, for the WNBA because it's just, it's so much fun. Like, I, like yeah, it's different than the guys game. And, like, I'm obsessed with the NBA. So it's like, you know, obviously that's a different kind of play. But when you go to a Sparks game, you're paying $13 to sit in a seat that's like a $300 seat at the Lakers game. So you're in an awesome seat at Staples Center. You're watching basketball. You're like still doing the same shit, but it's just like I like any live it's cheap. event. Cheap. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's get a, let's get an outing. Yeah. We do a comedian comedian totally. talking sports uh, sponsor it. Yeah, definitely. We and by did sponsor like, it, I mean like just put my our name on it. I can't afford to buy tickets <laughs> for like, a group of people. Can you have like yeah, like we'll just put signs ourselves on the seats. It's like reserved for comedians. Yes, sports. I want it to be like a thing. I'm gonna hand out flyers after the game. I'm gonna get a fan base off of that. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Mo, so much. Uh, everyone who's listening, definitely check out that documentary. It's yeah, on I Netflix will say right I want to give just in case people do. I just I do want to say that that documentary is kind of horribly done. Like it was really hard to watch because I've watched every documentary. It was hard to watch the way it was put together, but it is an interesting story that could have been better. No, thank you for yeah. adding to that. I I didn't want to take away because it's such an uplifting story. But I'm glad you said it. It was shot poorly. I wish I could have made it. Yeah, it was directed poorly. It. The director even pops into it, John Singleton. Yeah. At one point, he pops in and he's like walking on a field talking about it. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You're the director. I don't know why you have to say anything about this. And each shot looked like it was completely overdone. Yeah. Um, they did not dig as deep as they could have. They, like, they did not dig huge, nearly as deep. It could have been a huge thing. I mean, I guess the confessionals look the same way they do in every documentary, mm-hmm. but they definitely did not dig as deep. I yeah. really want to know who were these horrible influences, who was all this. Yeah, what made you break? What made you become like, f- go from yeah. star to like, why you did know, you do doping? it? Why did you, yeah, why, what made you turn to the needle? That's yeah. what I want to know. But I think you're right. I think something must have happened in the making of the documentary where they're like, she's like, I don't want to talk to any of these people. Yeah. And then, which happens of that, a lot. Like, all right, well, how do we make you, you know? Yeah. Because the point of a lot of these documentaries especially for someone who's a fallen hero is to make them human again mm-hmm. and and to make people like understand where they're coming from and, and yeah to make you feel and i thought i don't know maybe they thought if they would have dug that deep without having there like those people being interviewed or yeah. whatever it might have taken away i don't know i don't know why they didn't do it but you're right it's a great story they, mm-hmm. they could have done they could have done way better with it but it's a short 30 for 30 it's only it about 50 short. minutes yeah. some of them are an hour and a half yeah. this one's like 50 minutes and it's I a think. good story it's like if you haven't if you didn't know what happened or well now you do because we told you but well check it out anyway tell your friends. that's our review enjoy <laughs> it tell your friends uh thanks everyone for listening to comedians talking sports mo tell them where they could find you oh man you know i'm gonna be at comedians you should know thursday which will be like yeah this july thursday. 20 is this, is this thursday july 21st that sounds right yeah oh, that's my mom's july birthday. 21st um, and then at the meltdown at Nerd Melt showroom the following Wednesday, and that's all I have booked for the Where rest they of follow the year. You? What's your Twitter? <laughs> uh, follow my Instagram at Momo Welch and my Twitter's at Momo at Welch. Momo Welch. Yeah. yeah, you do this great cartoon called Blair. Yeah. Barely Blair. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. I know people were fans of it. Totally. Remember yeah, that one so time great. someone commented, going, Oh my god, you know Mo Welch? I'm like, Yeah, I know Mo Welch. <laughs> I know Moski. Yeah. All right. Uh thanks again. You could follow the podcast at Comedy Sports Pod. Give us a like 
on Facebook. That's Comedians Talking Sports with Joe Kilgallen. Give us a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. Thank you again for listening to Comedians Talking Sports.